Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. What are your financial goals? A lot of my clients want security. They want certainty and they want freedom. Now, all of these are emotions, so they definitely come from our thinking, but you can also change your circumstances by changing your thoughts about the possibilities of gaining financial freedom. And since income is your biggest wealth building tool, which I talked about a couple of podcasts ago, then you'll want to preserve and protect that. Once you get to a point where you're bringing in the kind of income you want, then it's more about um, managing that income and preserving and protecting it. And a budget is the mechanism to preserve your income for wealth building and financial freedom. Uh, Dave Ramsey has a saying that goes something like this, better to tell your money where to go than to wonder where it went. <laughs> so when it comes to finances, I like to think about it and I'm, I didn't come up with this, but um, this is the way that I like to think about it. Income is sort of the offense. And so that's the strategy for building the life that you want and your dreams. That's part of the offensive line. Um, that's part of understanding and knowing exactly what you want. And then budgeting your expenses, that's the defense. So when you bring the income in, then you have to defend it. You have to protect it so that it, um, so that you can use it to build the wealth and the freedom that you want. So if you think about a sports team, the offense is responsible for scoring points and the defense is responsible for protecting that score or preventing the other team from scoring points. So with that formula, when you protect your income and you control your expenses, then that allows you to build wealth over time. But in order to do an effective budget, you first have to decide what you ultimately want and why it's important to you. So if you take a few minutes, there's a worksheet that I put in the show notes that you can use to to walk through all of this. And so you can go there and download, download that. You can pause this and go ahead and get that, or you can just work on it later. You can get the worksheet and fill it in later, but you want to write down your financial goals and be as specific as possible. So instead of just saying increase savings, maybe you increase your savings by $10,000, or maybe you establish a particular dollar amount you want in your investments, in your savings, in your retirement. Maybe your financial goal is to save up to buy a home. And so you may have a financial goal that's that where you say we put at least 20% down or we put at least 30% down. And so you may want to get specific about what it means or how much you need in order to buy a home. And maybe you even get even as specific as 30% of a $500,000 home or something like that so that you know the exact dollar amount that you need and when you're, and so that you know when you get there. Maybe it's a, a vacation that you've always dreamed of, but 
write down your specific financial goals. Because when you go to budget, then you want to understand what is it that I need to budget for savings if that's what's important to me. Um, and how long do I want to, to save for to, to get to that particular financial goal? So you'll probably have multiple financial goals. Maybe you have a financial goal of staying out of debt. Maybe you have a financial goal of, you know, funding your retirement. Maybe you have a financial goal of paying for the kids' colleges. So you want to, have a timeline in there as well so that you know how much you need to budget each paycheck or each month in or, uh, to put in savings so that you know um, how long it'll take you and when you'll be there. So a lot of people don't enjoy budgeting because they feel it, it, it is very constrictive or very restrictive. And when they start to budget and when they find out that it actually gives you freedom, then they usually end up loving it, right? Because they know exactly where all their money is. They know how much they have to spend. And so that alone gives them great freedom. So it's almost like when you calendar your time. When you calendar your time, you you calendar in what's most important to you first. So if what's most important to you is spending time with your family, then you budget that into your calendar first. And it's the same thing with budgeting your money. If you know that going on vacation is important to your family, then you budget that in near the top, right? Of course, you're going to have living expenses and, um, the necessities, you know, groceries and food and things like that. But, above and beyond that, then if you know your financial goals and you know what you value, so that's the next step, you have to understand what you value most. And so you write down the top five things that you value. Do you value experiences? Do you value a comfortable home? Do you value nice things? Do you value um, travel? So all of that is important to know because, again, just like your calendar, you put the most important things on there first. With your budget, you're going to do the same things. After you account for all of the basic necessities, food, clothing, and shelter, then you're going to start to budget in the things that are more of luxuries. So if you enjoy going to the movies, then that's something that you're going to budget in. And um, so that's, it's important to understand your values and you can make this fun and you can involve your kids even because this is something that, you know, the family should discuss. Um, And so that they understand that, you know, your, your spending should be in alignment with what you value most. And that's what makes income so important because when you are able to preserve your income, you have more uh, flexibility in what you spend the remaining amount of money on. So if you have debt, then you're going to have to assign a lot of, you know, that portion of your income. And so that's 
you know, you lose the freedom of being able to choose where that income goes when you have um, debt to pay off. And so that's why a lot of people like to use Dave Ramsey's debt snowball to get rid of debt so that they give themselves more freedom and more flexibility because the less income that goes to debt, the more income that can go to savings and the more freedom you have with that savings than, than you did when you had the debt. And the three general areas of a budget is saving, giving, and spending. And so I like to recommend to my clients that they put the saving and the giving lines at, you know, at the top and decide on purpose what those are going to be. Because if you put them at the end, then chances are you're going to find enough to spend on that you're not going to be able to save or give because there probably won't be anything left over. So that's why, you know, you don't want to do your budget in, you want to do it in order of its priority. So put the things that are the highest priority at the top and put the things that are the lowest priority at the bottom so that as you're going down, if you run out of money, then it's going to be for those lower priority things. And that way that'll give you that much more freedom. So, you know, if savings isn't important to you, then, then don't put it at the top. If giving isn't important to you, then don't put it at the top. But, but, um, in our family, savings is, is important and giving is important. So we always put those at the top. A lot of people think that budget equals restriction, but it really equals freedom because when you have planning and intention around your goals, values, and your priorities, you actually have more freedom than restriction because you have more left over to do what you want to do with it. Even if, you know, when you're first starting out in the budgeting process and, and as you're starting to manage your money more intentionally, you, if you have debt or, or things that you have obligated yourself to in the past that may take a little bit of time to get out from underneath those obligations. But in the long run, if you sacrifice in the short run, then in the long run, in the future, then you're building a lot of freedom into your future. So it's well worth, you know, the small sacrifices now to have the big freedoms later on. And then the one of the last things that I like to talk about with budgeting is the building of the wealth. It's this is the part where you get your money to work for you. So first you work for your money and then you get your money to work for you. And the way that you do that is through investing. So you build wealth um, through compound interest. So the example... One example I like to use is say you decide that you're going to invest $50 a month. And if you start when you're young, then this can build over time. And so the longer you leave that money invested, the more it's going to grow. So if you do a $50 a month in an investment for 20 years at an average rate of return of 8%, then that's going to amount to $12,000 in cash that you're putting in over those 20 years. And that $12,000 is going to grow to $41,650 roughly. 
So you can imagine if you put in a larger dollar amount for a longer period of time, it's going to grow even more. So another example of the compounding interest is if you put $500 a month investment, so, um, and that's just on average, for 30 years at a 10% return, that's $180,000 cash you put in over the course of 30 years, that 180,000 will grow to over 1.2 million at a 10% return. So, um, and the reason I increase the return is that generally the longer you hold, the longer you keep your money invested, the, the better the return because the return goes up over longer periods of time. So, That's why it's so important to protect your income so that you can use that income to invest in a good investment that has a good return over time, uh, relatively safe or, um, you know, one that's associated with the risk level that you're willing to accept in an investment. And that grows over a period of time to uh, work for you. So you work for your money, put in that $500 a month, and that money works for you and brings you back $1.2 million. I think the biggest thing with budgeting is just, uh, it is a really good tool for making you intentional. So when you budget, you budget at the beginning of the month, and then you track your expenses throughout the month. So what my husband and I would do is we um, would meet once a week. And so at the beginning of the month or before the month started, we would, you know, at our weekly meeting, we would go through the budget and we would, you know, kind of go back and forth and, you know, try to decide, you know, what do we think we're going to spend in this particular category? You know, if we were traveling, then chances are we wouldn't spend as much on groceries that month, wouldn't spend as much on gas that month, right? Because we're not going back and forth. And this was when we were working full time. Um, Both of us had careers. But, you know, so those things might shift from one month to the next. And that's why it's important that you do a monthly budget and that you go through line by line each month. And usually it would only take us about an hour or so. And it gets faster as you go through, you know, because you know the things that stay roughly the same each month. So, you know, it's not really that big a deal. And then during the rest of the month at our month, at our weekly meeting, then we would go through and see kind of where we were on the most common things, you know, like utilities and car insurance and stuff like that. You don't have to really look at throughout the month because there's one payment, but things that we would normally go over on, you know, whether it's, you know, clothing or entertainment or eating out or groceries, those are usually the things that we would go over on the most. And so we would just look at those each week real quick. And those meetings really didn't take that long, you know, like 20, 30 minutes. And so it gave us a chance, uh, you know, to connect, right? Because we were doing something together. But it also gave us a chance to connect with our money and understand, you know, where we were spending it. And then if we wanted to cut back in a certain area during, 
you know, a particular month because maybe we wanted to save for, you know, a new car or um, a vacation that we wanted to go on or something like that, then, then we could start, you know, sinking money into what we call a sinking fund so that we could have enough when it came to make that major purchase. So, um, you know, I think the reason people generally don't like the topic of budgeting is because they think that it's a prescription, but it's, it's really not. It's just like your business. If you do your business your way, it will provide you freedom. If you do your, if you do a business somebody else's way, it's a noose around your neck, right? So you have to think of budgeting the same way. If you do your budget your way, then it provides freedom. If you do it somebody else's way, it's probably going to be, you know, sort of oppressive. So you that's why it's important just to decide what you value and then do your budget your way. And that's really what makes money fun is doing the money your own way, because it should be unique to you. And that's what makes it fun is that you can do with money what you want to do, you can make the income you want to make, you can have the dreams you want to have, and you can budget for the financial goals you want to achieve. And that's how you build wealth. And if you want an app that is really simple and makes tracking your budget easy, I would check out the resources at DaveRamsey.com. He has an app. It's free. Uh, it has a free version. It has a paid version. But the free version is, is simple um, and it's easy to use. And that's at uh, everydollar.com. So just start asking yourself some, you know, questions like, what do you want for your life? Why? Uh, what will that take financially? And what do you value most and why? I think it's so important to ask why, because, you know, I don't think it's important as important what you want, right? I wouldn't judge what you want. Um, and But I would ask yourself why you want it because that's what you're ultimately seeking. So you just want and value what you want and value because you think it will get you what you ultimately want. And to get what you ultimately want, you need to be open to how you will actually get that. Because from experience, I'll tell you, it's not always what you think will get you there, right? It's, it's, almost never what you thought would get you there, get you there. But you just have to believe that you will get there and be open to the how. And so that's what, why I like to ask the question, why? Because you get down to not just the symptom that you want to fix, but you want, you get to the dream that you ultimately want to come true. And a lot of times we look at what we want on a surface level. So I want freedom. Well, why do you want freedom? Or I want to have more money in the bank. Why do you want more money in the bank? Well, because I want freedom. Well, why don't you just seek that freedom instead of seeking the money that you think will give you the freedom? Because then you'll ultimately get what you want instead of getting to the money and thinking, oh, I still don't feel free or I still don't have the freedom that I thought I would have. So if you had sought the freedom in the first place, then you would have gotten the freedom. 
not knowing where what would get you that freedom, but being willing to be open to how you got that. And so it's the same in your budget. What do you have in your budget and why is it there? If you don't like your why, or if you can get that a different way, then maybe it doesn't need to be in your budget. So that's why your goals, your dreams are all important, which is what I talked about on the last couple of episodes. So if you want to go back and, and listen to those, you know, and when do you want to achieve your goals? When do you want to make your dreams a reality? Those are really important to budgeting too. And, you know, a lot of people want to feel abundant and they think abundant, you know, the feeling of abundance comes from you know, having money or comes from spending money or, you know, comes from not worrying about money. Abundance doesn't come from money. Abundance doesn't come from circumstances. It doesn't come from actions. And having abundance or feeling abundance have has nothing to do with what you're willing to or not willing to spend. Being willing to spend money, give money, save money, all has nothing, nothing to do with whether I'm living in abundance. So it's not about the circumstances, the actions, or the results. It's really just a mindset. It's a mindset of enough. You know, scarcity is never having enough. And abundance is about making what you have, whatever that is, enough. That doesn't mean that you can't want more. It doesn't mean that you don't want more, right? But you do that from a place of, I already have enough and I want more. And I want more because I can, because I'm capable, not because I need it, right? When you don't have enough, you need more, which feels very graspy and needy. And when you have enough and you just want more, that feels more fun and free. So it's, it's about always having enough. And, and that j- doesn't just go for money, but it goes for time. It goes for love, satisfaction, worth, energy, whatever you can think of that you value or that you feel like you don't have enough of right now, then that abundance comes from always having enough. And you always have enough from your thinking, not from the circumstances, when you seek it in circumstances, then you're always going to be chasing the circumstances. But when you always have enough because of what you're thinking, then you can always get more. And there's there's really no absolute truth when it comes to money. It's just based, you have enough based on what you believe. So money really can be fun. It really can be a hoot and a half, if you want to put it that way. But it has to come from abundance and not from scarcity. So I encourage you, if you want to learn more about this, then, you know, check me out on social media at Jill Wright Coaching, or just shoot me a quick email, jill at jillwrightcoaching.com. And let me know what you want to talk more about. I would love to, you know, answer any questions you have, or if there's, you know, a particular area of, you know, money or money mindset that you want to discuss, you know, I can set up a call and I can set it up, you know, as a group call, um, set it up kind of as a, uh, I can do a masterclass. I can even, if you have a group that you 
are facilitating, I am happy to come speak to your group. So just uh, let me know, jill at jillwrightcoaching.com and be sure to go and get the free uh, worksheets. Now I had worksheets the, for, for the last three, this podcast and the last two podcasts. Um, and I also have free worksheets out there on my website. If you go to um, jillwrightcoaching.com scroll down to the bottom, click on resources, and you'll see in there a place where you can sign up to get an all access pass to all of the worksheets that I have on my website. So be sure to do that. Check out the all access pass for all the worksheets on my website, and that'll get you on my list as well so that you know when I release new worksheets. So I'll see you soon. And remember, you are made for more.